as you've got jobless claims coming in at 219,000, a little bit above the estimates for 203,000. I'm noticing prior got revised from 193 uh, lower to 190, so uh, fewer jobless claims last week in the revision. Let's bring in Dan Deming, the managing director of KKM Financial. He's here to help us take a look at the number market reaction to Dan. Uh, the indices trimming some of the losses that we'd seen, uh, probably more tied to some of those inflation concerns with crude. But uh, let's begin with your initial thoughts on uh, this jobless number. Yeah, well, really, Ben, I think, you know, when that the reaction was uh, to the jobless number, when you look at the uh, the equity index, uh, equity futures markets, excuse me, uh, in the sense that, um, yeah, that, that higher than expected number reversing the current trend where we last you last week, you and I were debating how, you know, strong that 193 number was. And um so at least from a short-term perspective, the fact that they're seeing a little moderation this week in that data point has given uh, the at least the equity market uh, bulls a little confidence to start the day, recovering plus the losses prior to the announcement. Ben, we actually see the Nasdaq now in the green. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, so there has been a reaction to this data point in the sense that a potential slowing in at least the weekly numbers. I'm looking at uh, the ES right now, the S&P 500 mini contract working its way back to 3,800 now. Uh, to your point, we are getting a little bit, of a, a little bit of a lift here. We're up about, uh, yeah. let's see, we're up about 15 points now from where we were, but still kind of contained here, right? Still below the sure. highs from yesterday, up around 3,820, but a nice rally back over the last couple of days, to say the least. And now, as Dan just pointed out, actually the ES just went positive. To your point here, Dan, with the Nasdaq. Uh, as well leading and here goes the Dow actually just up ticked uh, positive by three ticks as well so let's talk a little bit about how uh, it does seem like some of the selling some of the concerns that we saw headed into this number were more tied to this sort of uh, uh, sense of realism coming back into investors and traders uh, their focus here being on crude oil and the impact higher prices could have on the economy. Right. Yeah. You know, that that's the one thing that uh, the push pull kind of mechanism right now, because, uh, you know, I, to some degree, though, you, you know, when, when you look at it from a longer term perspective, Ben, I mean, I mean we're still well below where crude was trading earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by and large, we're coming off of the levels that uh, were the lowest level since early January. So even, you know, in the, this the current price point, you know, where we're seeing a bounce here around, you know, the 87, 88 level. You know, that's a level I think that could work for all parts of the market moving forward, honestly. So, uh, you know, I think that the market's digesting that a little bit better now as far as the potential input into inflationary type of structure, because this is still in a level where I don't think it's going to have a significant impact on inflation. And if we see slowing or some cooling in other areas as we move out of this year and early next year, you know, the market's still trying to time uh, when the Fed will start to potentially call off the dogs, I guess. You know, we were just looking at the bigger picture move off that high that you pointed out, well off those 130 uh, peaks we saw earlier this year. Quick look at the rally we've seen from 76 back to, well, almost 89 now. You've got the Brent, which is uh, currently uh, holding up in the middle of this $90 level as well, below 100 still. So, again, no necessarily runaway uh, levels here at this point, but definitely uh, right. in the mix and tying it back to the OPEC situation. Talk to us a little bit about gold. Is it mostly just a dollar story at this point, Dan? It seems like it, Ben. You know, it, it, it certainly from a longer, again, from a longer term perspective, when you look at the chart, it, it's not terribly uh, compelling, but we are seeing a nice bounce here off of the two and a half year lows that we, we, we attained uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, it, yes, it feels like uh, the way the market's kind of pricing uh, 
things in as far as the metals markets, you get the sense that uh, with uh, the cracks in the central bank infrastructure, meaning the Bank of England, you know, having to do the bond buying program, Bank of Aust Reserve Bank of Australia only going a quarter point. You know, we're starting to see some moderation there, mm -hmm. and I think that the market's anticipating that that's going to impact the currencies as a and as a whole. And therefore, you're looking for alternatives as a store of value. And you know, gold is at least realized short-term bounce from that. But silver, impressive move. Uh, you know, certainly a much stronger position from a, a technical standpoint than uh, gold is right now. Silver back up and through the $20 level. That's where I was going to go next. Before I do, I just want to show here. Well, there's all the majors as I look across the board. They're higher here as we get set for the open this morning. That comes with a stronger dollar as well. So, uh, again, the dollar up a quarter of a percent. That's not necessarily providing the headwind today. Quick look True. at gold on the bigger picture here because, again, we are off that 1622 low. But uh, Dan pointed out that we have been seeing some pressure here from 2078, series of lower highs. And, uh, again, maybe not the most compelling chart uh, in terms of products right now, but definitely one to watch here. Talk to us a little bit about uh, this move in the industrial metals, because when you're talking about silver up and through 20, uh, copper's been holding and hanging in there pretty well. It's not necessarily participating to the upside here right now, but it's had, as I've been putting it, more of a level-headed approach towards some of the speculation we've seen about right. uh, economic demand, growth, and, and some of the concerns. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing, interesting thing about silver, I just want to get in there, Ben, is that if looking at that chart pattern, to me, it looks like a reverse head and shoulders type of pattern. So mm -hmm. that could be a potentially strong pattern if, you know, we see further upside because, uh, you know, it, it looks like um, it is uh, breaking above that uh, reverse, I guess, neckline, if you want to call it. So that's something to keep an eye on from a technical, technical standpoint. Now, looking at some of the other metals, as you pointed out, you know, we're seeing some moderation there. And as you uh, also, I think it was significantly uh, important is a sense that we're seeing strength even in the face of a stronger dollar today so um it does appear that there's a rotation taking place there and and copper you know is kind of uh, again has and historically and probably will moving forward track kind of the activity uh that's taking place from a global perspective and you know we're certainly seeing china slow down uh and the globe remains uh you know uneven but uh the, the expectations are that you know as we move through this cycle that we're contending with that uh, there will be some stability here and we'll start to see uh, probably supply chains and things of that nature continue to uh, pick up and, and free up and therefore that could be a potential driver for copper. Just take a quick look at the silver chart because I want to point out what Dan was talking about in terms of potential reversal head, reverse head and shoulders playing out that head down around the 1740 level. You got a couple shoulders here uh, just above that 1760-ish and then again breaking some key areas here to the upside right now, something to keep an eye on. I've got my eye a little bit further up here, Dan, around 22. I think if we take that out, then you can kind of uh, lose the working assumption that we've been trending lower right now, testing an upper extreme, though right, something sure. very interesting to watch. So it's crude testing a key level right now as I think of it right around the 50-day moving average. In fact, that's gonna be my chart of the day uh, Dan, lastly, just, uh, you know, again, the impact uh, of a strong dollar here, if we were to start to see some of that uh, resume, I mean, maybe it could uh, provide a little bit of a headwind for some of these rallies we've sure. seen in, in terms of these metals. Yeah, yeah. You know, the dollar will be uh, the one of the big inputs into uh, the price action we're going to see in various asset classes. It has been and it will continue to be. And, you know, we, we finally got a little bit of a crack in the, the steady mm -hmm. uptrend throughout the year. Uh, you know, but uh, it has bounced back here the last couple of days at 111.5 now. 
uh, you know, still uh, well off. Well, I shouldn't say well off the highs, but at least off the highs. And um, but yeah, that's something that that's going to influence the markets as far as the, that's really just a, a expectation monitor of what's taking place from a global perspective when you look at. Uh, the tightening of rates and uh, and the U.S. leading the charge effectively. So that's why that benefiting the dollar and also just the general weakness that we're seeing in reaction to those uh, increased inflation expectations and increased rate environment is the pressure on the equity markets. And so the dollar has that safe haven mentality that's uh, benefited it throughout this year. So yeah, that I think Ben, as you pointed out, that's the real driver of the overall kind of sentiment in the market. So that's something that I think uh, market participants should definitely keep an eye on as to gauge, you know, the potential for uh, how the market's going to react if, um, you know, wh where the dollar goes. Yeah, I've been jokingly saying, and you just pointed out, I mean, blindfold me, hand me a dart, I could throw it up against the wall and probably hit a bullish dollar uh, fundamental indicator. Let's talk <laughs> quickly and just sort of wrap up a conversation here. I'll tie a couple conversations together here now that I think of it. So we were just talking with Sean Cruz a minute ago about the Dow and a reflection of, again, uh, the strong dollar right now, the impact that has on some of those multinationals, how it sent that uh, large cap index lower, the first of the four to take out the June lows. And now we're just kind of waiting to see if small caps participate. We were talking about that divergence. But You've got a situation where you have earnings coming up here right now, and I guess maybe this should be a focal point. Will the dollar, do you think, Dan, be front and center in terms of some of the comments, some of the headwinds sure. that uh, uh, we hear some of these uh, multinationals, some of these companies are dealing with? You would think so, Ben. I mean, that, it certainly seems that that's going to be something that's going to be mentioned more often than not as a potential driver for uh, earnings this quarter and expectations moving forward or guidance. So. I would say it's going to play a key role in, in some of these very large multinational companies, you know, just the repatriation aspect of it and everything else that goes along uh, with, uh, you know, deriving um, uh, revenue from other parts of the globe. So uh, I do think that that's going to be a pretty significant uh, topic, I think, in some of these uh, guidance uh, reports and guidance moving forward. All right, I think that's really important, and we're going to be focused on that a lot here because uh, while well, I was talking with J.B. McKenzie about that recently and the importance of earnings this time around, how it could be that uh, kind of determining factor right now for, well. for the market in terms of where we stand near these uh, year-low prints. It could help us get a lift off if they're strong and potentially a straw that breaks the camel's back. If not, Dan, I always appreciate you joining us on a Thursday right, to take a look at the numbers. Thanks. You have a good weekend, Dan, and look forward to seeing you back here next week. Dan's the Managing Director at... KKM Financial, Dan Deming, that is.